John, can you hear us? What is going on? What's up, John? What's on? Oh, not much. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Good. I'm Nathan. I'm like, give me a sec. Okay. What's going on here? Oh, we got a lot of people up in here. What is up? Nathan and James, I don't think you've met. Other than that. John. James. Hey, I'm John. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the podcast. I'm the, uh, yeah. I don't know if you remember, I'm the kettlebell guy, the guy who hated kettlebells. Keith, obviously I remember you, buddy. <laughs> oh, God. He definitely does it. He just looked at yeah. Keith's name and like, yeah, yo, Keith, man. Keith, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you're, I've been waiting for you to get your butt back to the gym and Danielson keeps saying, oh, yeah, Keith and I are coming back. Danielson doesn't even show up. No, so. yeah, he's a slacker now. I can know. Off. So you guys are starting a podcast, eh? Yeah, this it's the Zoom podcast. We should have recorded this part. It's recording right now. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, it's, I ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. All right, do you want to jump right in? Yeah, we're just going to introduce you, and then we're just going to start. Go for it. This All is right. a big deal, John. It's a big deal. Yeah, this is going yeah. to be the biggest one. So. Alrighty. <laughs> Here we go. So our first guest on the show is an absolute stud. He's a, He played competitive football for over nine years. Five's the starting quarterback, taking his high school team in the playoffs all five years, winning two division championships in four straight final appearances. He took up the studies at the University of Waterloo for sports business and currently a certified fitness coach at NOPT. Please welcome John Peel. Hey, appreciate it. You guys did yeah, your research, eh? Hey? You didn't yeah. think we'd do our research, but we did. <laughs> yeah, okay. So um, we're gonna kind of talk off, about Keith. yeah, talk about your whole football career here. Now maybe start right at the beginning. Where, what made you get into it? Man, okay. Uh, so I was actually born in Hong Kong. Uh, my mom is fully Cantonese. My dad's Canadian. Uh, moved to Canada when I was like I don't know five years old, four or five years old. Uh, like the first sport I was introduced to was football. Um, I just remember watching like my first ever CFL game. Uh, we're huge Ticat fans, uh, huge nice. CFL fans in the household. So, uh, you know, I, like my first ever Ticat game, I went and saw like Danny McManus when he was quarterback for the Ticats at Ivor Wynn. And I don't know, I just like something about the game. I just like right away, I was like, this is the sport I want to play. Um, I got into tackle football when I was in grade four, starting around there, grade four. I did house league tackle. Played house league up till grade seven, grade eight. And then, uh, you know, throughout, you know, with, I guess, everyone's football career, you, you bounce around positions in house league tackle. Like, yeah. I started off at, like, running back. I got moved around. I played linebacker one year. and It was, like, played safety, played everything, like, right. all in. And then played quarterback my final year. Um, and then I went to a small high school. I'm from Burlington. Uh, high school's called Lester B. Pearson. Um, when I got there, it was around like 900 kids. When I left, there was around 400. So, Jeez. yeah, um, it's kind of a interesting, like right now the school shut down, doesn't even exist. But, uh, anyways, <laughs> I, uh, went to Lesby Pearson. Uh, you know, I went out for our junior football team at the time and, uh, you know, there's no, there's no quarterback and I was the only kid that can, I guess, naturally throw the ball a little bit. So, that's kind of where it kind of just like started for me. I, uh, you know, I went to a smaller school, got to play right away. Um, fortunate enough to have really good coaches there. So that was, that was good. Um, 
And then in my grade, what was it? My grade tenure was when we won our first championship, which was awesome for the school because it was the first one they won in like 24 years. Um, so, you know, at the time, our senior team, uh, they were playoff contenders, but couldn't get over the hump. So when we won as a junior team, it felt kind of good. Uh, then I went, you know, in grade 11, I played. So I went to high school for five years. I did a victory lap. Grade 11, grade 12, grade 13, uh, made it to the finals. Uh, my 11, 12 year, didn't win it, unfortunately. But then my return year, we won it, which was nice. It was nice to go out on a high note. Um, but it, my return year was kind of interesting because that was 2015. In 2015, there was a strike um, with the yeah. school boards. So I didn't know if I was actually going to get my season. So I ended up at 18, 17, 18 years old. I played in the Canadian Junior Football League, which I'll get into a little bit. Um, so actually, the team at the time, Burlington had a junior team. They're called the Burlington Braves. Uh, so I went out and I was like, hey, like, I don't know if I'm going to get my last high school year. I kind of want to go play university after potentially and I need film and whatever. So I played for the Braves. I only played one game and that was an interesting experience because at the time, uh, the CGFL in Ontario was ages 18 to 24. Wow. So I went in there as an 18-year-old. Um, didn't start my first game. Second game got the start. We were playing our rivals, Hamilton, uh, down the road. And, uh, you know, my first pass in the league was a 71-yard touchdown. So I was feeling pretty good. You know, yeah. I was feeling like, you know, look at me, you know, 18. Thinking <laughs> I own the show. Um, and then it just went downhill. We got to laugh that <laughs> game. It was, it, was, uh, it was pretty bad. Like, uh, yeah, it was rough. I think we lost, I don't know, man. Like, we got slapped. I don't think we scored again. Like, it was one of those, like, we, we came out of the gates and then they just, they buckled down. And anyways, High school ended up coming back. Uh, teachers got off strike. I ended up leaving Burlington because I wanted to play my final year of high school. Like I said, I won the championship, which, which was great. Um, at the time, uh, the only school in Canada that was actually interested in me was Manitoba. Um, and then at that time, I didn't feel like moving out of province. So. Yeah. Don't want to go to Manitoba. So, yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to go to Manitoba? So, you know, it's funny because they have a decent – well, at the time, I haven't really looked now, but they had a decent football program at the time. Um, but anyway, it's Manitoba. Yeah. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair enough. Um, but anyways, quick background on myself. Like, I'm a short dude. I'm like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, so I played quarterback throughout high school. It's kind of hard to get offers when you're at that height. Um so I was like, okay, well, I knew the CJFL was always a, a route for me because I already played the game there and I kind of knew what was going on. And then Burlington announced they relocated their team to Niagara. And I was like, what the heck? So I ended up actually doing my first year of university at Brock. I was studying physical education. And then I played for Niagara for three years, three to four, three to four years. Um, that was definitely an experience um their program now has officially folded um i don't know what happened behind the scenes but when i got there and we'll get into some stories here but i i got i got to their first practice and there was more coaches than there were players at the first practice oh god so when i got there i was uh, at the time i uh because where the season starts it starts before school started so i was commuting from burlington so anyways i made the commute from burlington to niagara i get there and there's like three, two other guys <laughs> and then like eight coaches i'm like sick this is gonna be a interesting yeah. year yeah so 
anyways, that year sucked. Um, we went, I think, like 0-8. I ended up getting a concussion my, my third game in, oh, um, which was tough. And then second year, uh, went back to Niagara. Um, ended up deciding to transfer to Waterloo, though, for education. And also just I wasn't uh, – I didn't find the right fit at Brock in terms of my uh, degree and stuff. So I ended up switching to Waterloo. Uh, still commuted to Niagara for practice. We practiced like three times a week at the time and um, made the switch to receiver uh, for my height. And I was like, you know, like maybe one day I'll just – I'll email – you know, I'll try to get a hold of the Waterloo coaches. I'll try to get on the team at the receiver position and we'll see what happens. Uh Played receiver in the CJFL for the next two, three years. A uh, couple more Niagara. Uh, we can get into stories a little later maybe about Niagara. But uh, my final year, which was this past year, uh, they brought down the age limit. Sorry, last year or two, sorry, last year or two years ago, they brought down the age limit back to 22 instead of 24 in the CJFL. So um, I'm t- I was 22 this past summer, and I was actually playing for Hamilton. I was starting, you know, playing the first game. We won. We beat London. London eventually became provincial champs, uh, which was tough to see. Uh, but uh, this is where my football career kind of just, like, took off towards Waterloo. So I was – I played my first game in London. We beat London. And in the car, you know, I my, my phone's – I got a text from uh, the recruiting coach at Waterloo. I'm basically saying, you know, we, uh, we need an extra arm for the season. Like, are you interested in playing? He knew I was a student there. Um, so from there, this is kind of where I got my opportunity at Waterloo. Uh, I didn't dress, but it is what it is. I got my opportunity at a university level, which I thought was over, especially when you're two to three years in of your CJFL. Yeah, sure. You yeah. kind of, you kind of just like, that's fine. Like I'm going to play at, at the CJFL level and do what I got to do. But, uh, you know, I got to play quarterback, you know, which was, which was awesome. And, and, you know, uh, if you guys, you know, pay attention to university football, Trey Ford is arguably best quarterback in the country so yeah um being around him on that yeah yeah. we'll we'll talk about Trey Ford later for sure yeah uh anyways uh being around him was super cool being around the guys are super cool um really good coaching staff uh it didn't quite end the way I wanted to like I said uh you know looking back if I had the chance I'd probably stay in Hamilton and played because I had a starting position um but yeah I mean other than that, it was a that was my football career pretty much from a tackle perspective. I coached here and there from house league. I uh, coached a men's league team last summer, but um, yeah, in terms of my playing career, that's it. And like, I had a couple like you know uh, decent camps I went to. Uh, you know, football university hosts a really good camp. It's called FBU. I went to their Top Gun Showcase out in Ohio. Uh, I also did offense defense football camps, which was really cool. They uh, they hosted one in New York. I went there. Did really well. They they host their own like All American Bowl series. And it's interesting that year, I went to the Citrus Bowl in Florida to play in my in my bowl game. And in the age group above, in that bowl game, hosted by offense defense was Lamar Jackson and Saquon Barkley. Oh, and at the time, uh, and at the time, I didn't know right. Like at the time, I'm I'm, I'm just a year younger than these guys, and so I'm like, oh, like they're probably good. Like obviously, like they're already yeah. like at the, they already committed. Like. But and so we were watching them, but then I looked back at the booklet I have of that offense defense bowl weekend. I was like, man, that was Saquon and Lamar Jackson literally wow. playing in front of me and oh, in the wow. same vicinity. That's sick. 
but yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I guess, oh yeah, I'll touch. I went to the Manning Passing Academy, uh, which is hosted, where is it hosted at? Nickel State, I believe. I could be wrong there, but Manning Passing Academy is super cool. Got to meet Eli, Peyton, Archie, Andrew Locke, um, wow. a lot of guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the name Austin Colley, he's a receiver for the Colts. Uh, Dwight Freeney was there. Well, anyways, a lot of guys, like Jeez. all the different. Division one quarterbacks were there. They were our camp counselors, and we were just sling. And I was slinging the ball with a bunch of just high school kids, and oh. that was like a three day three day camp. So that's an awesome yeah, opportunity. Pretty that's... much, yeah, that was really cool. It was really neat. So that's pretty much my football career, I guess. Football in a nutshell. Pretty, yeah, it's a pretty good football career. Yeah, no clue about yeah, any yeah. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. every day. No clue. Okay, yeah, for you guys who don't believe John's an elite. Elite Tacats fan, you guys went to Calgary, right, to watch the Grey Cup? You're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, bought <laughs> my dad Grey Cup tickets for Christmas, and we went out. It was like an impulse buy, almost like we. I think if the we if say the Grey Cup was on Saturday or whatever it was, I think we left like the Thursday. Like we just like bought and went, and then uh, it was good. And other than the Tacats not showing up and yeah. losing, but that's like, a hard game to watch. <laughs> yeah, the experience was sick though, uh, for sure. So, oh yeah, Calgary be a good place, isn't it? Just a big party for that whole week. Yeah, it was. It was a good, good festivity weekend. It was good. Nice for sure. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So, kind of a question um, going to kind of like every athlete has these moments, but what's your most memorable play? Do you remember? Was it that? First the first on. pass and they get slapped. <laughs> no, that probably was my my. So my most memorable moment is probably um, my final game in my high school career uh, when we won the championship. So basically, just quick context. Um, we played these guys earlier in the year. They're the only team that beat us during the season. Me and three other returners were like, "Yo, we can't lose. Like, if we lose, man, like yeah, all of us might hard. not even play." Right. And like, we were like, we're like, a lot of us won't even play after this year. So we're like, anyways, we get in that game. Um, their first drive, they marched right down our throat and score. And this is at Mac. We're playing at Mac. And like, we're like, frick, like, is this going to happen again? Like, we lost to them by six points the first time. So, um, anyways, the game goes on. Uh, we're down at halftime by a point. I think it's like seven six, low scoring. So here comes the series of events. Basically, um, we get a roughing the passer call but we picked off the ball and just how I guess the refs interpreted the call. I thought it was going to stay their ball and they were going to get the ball 15 yards um, from the line of scrimmage or from where the roughing of the pass occurred. Yeah. But we got the ball and then we moved back 15 yards. So we just took it. And then like, and then at that point, like we were our head coach, like we're, we're uh, generally calling the plays, but he was like, he like, what do you want? Kind of deal. And I was like, yo, just give me the ball. Like, let me run. Like at this point, like, because at the point, at this John's point, a like, hero. We were, yeah, we were just like <laughs> handing off the ball to different people. We were like, we were pass based, but then we, we we tried to like switch it up this game. But um, anyways, we threw one pass that drive. It was like a thirty-eight yard uh, fade route. The guy came down with it, and then we called five straight quarterback draws. Like I'm not even lying. Like literally oh five straight. Give the ball to John. And let's see what I can do. So I basically five straight plays. Uh, the last one, I met the guy at the goal line. I lowered my shoulder. He stuck me pretty good. I extended the ball over the goal line. Ref calls a touchdown. As I go down, a guy comes down on my neck, like from a different angle. Um, ended up getting like 
concussed, I think. I don't know. It wasn't really determined the concussion. But, like, I was on the ground. Like, I didn't get up for, like, people came out of the field and stuff. Like, I, yeah. I spent, like, 10 minutes on the ground there. So that was my last play. Like, I didn't finish the game. But that was late in the fourth quarter. Um, anyways, we ended up winning, which was super good. But uh, that was uh, that was probably my most memorable moment. You should make a that. movie about yeah, that play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Give the ball to me, coach. Level. No one else. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a little selfish, but anyways, that, that was that was pretty that was pretty it. That was pretty much it. That was it right there. That That's awesome. Moment. I don't remember that was, seeing like, a pretty good story. There's a bunch of interviews on your on your highlight tapes of guys like mm-hmm. just saying how good of a scrambler you are and that's how you're known for and yeah so we were lucky we had two local guys kind of like uh, what's the name the 509 guy darren yeah that's yep. name, right yeah so we had we had a we had a couple guys that did just high school football in halton um which was super cool and you know and they did like every like uh division they knew every every school in the area they knew a bunch of players and you know, they, they talk really highly of me, which is awesome. They talk highly of our, of our team, which is really cool. So, yeah, that was me too. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Yeah, same kind of thing. Like, do you remember, I guess that goes right into the next question, saying that was your hardest hit play, that, that goal line stretch? One of them, yeah. One of them. John <laughs> yeah. doesn't remember most of them, guys. Oh, yeah, you're probably like, like, these guys had a long <laughs> career. Let's get into some stories. I want to hear these stories about this Niagara team. <laughs> oh yeah what, uh, like what was it just bad or like were they like party okay. animals okay. or like, like both okay uh i don't know okay i don't want to say anything that'll uh okay so here i'll just say <laughs> jeopardize your job yeah let's <laughs> not do that <laughs> so uh don't talk you know, about yourself no no i'm not i'm not <laughs> no i'll tell you this i'll tell you this we uh we had talented players that we're not put in the right positions to get us to win. But we also had talented players that weren't committed. And that was a, that's a huge thing that like that separated from the really good teams I was on and the really crap team. So like if all those players that I just mentioned just showed up to practice, we would have yeah. won like some games. Like we would have been good. Like, yeah. Like, but the problem was like me and I brought two other buddies at the time with me from Burlington, we were more committed from commuting from like Burlington, Hamilton. Oh yeah, area, for sure. Then, then players in Niagara, like they were like, the guys are just like, Oh, I don't feel like coming to practice because like, yeah. man, like that was my three years there. Oh, it was so frustrating. And like, you, you know, like you try to put every, cause it, for me, it was coming from a good high school program to like, I went from this or everyone was committed, even though it was at a high school level, but like the commitment was like, university yeah. level in terms yeah. of commitment then you go to this where you know the league is trying to market themselves as a different route for people who don't go to university or people who don't quite make university teams like come to this league it's really reputable but then this niagara team just seemed really rushed mm-hmm. rushed so like because they moved from burlington to niagara and their, their thought process was oh brock university doesn't have a football team niagara college obviously doesn't have a football team let's try to pull athletes from these institutions yeah. and we should be good that didn't quite work and so adding to my story of the first practice um there's like three players including myself and like eight coaches um when i got pitched to you know come you know go to brock get your education come play you know they're hyping up this facility like we were gonna have this like full field and we had indoor gym space and whatever, <laughs> whatever i get there it's an abandoned like church school 
it's not oh. even half a football field. No. It's like dirt. Like it's, it's like the longest yard. Like like picture it. Like, it's like, it is terrible. I, I drive there from Burlington, 45 minute drive, get over That's that Skyway Bridge. And I finally get there and I'm like, man, like it, it doesn't even like the goalpost that like, you guys know goalpost. Yeah. It didn't have the one side. Like, it was just like what? Yeah. Which, yeah. Okay. Exactly. It was like this. And it didn't have this. And I was like, and then the worst thing was that goalpost, if we were to use it still, the ball would go onto the road. Like if, if the kicker would use it. So it's like, so we, we're at this abandoned it's for school. Lux. It's for Lux. Man, this abandoned school, crap field, no goalposts, no players. And we had to make that work the first year. Oh, and we had man. to be like, and I was like, man, like, this is a bad look for Niagara if they fooled after the first year. Like, we got to figure it out. But um, like I said, like, the guys like to this day I have a group chat with the players that were there since like day one or year one and like we just we just think back and just there's a lot of things that happen that I can't actually say on because <laughs> I don't want to get myself in trouble or I don't want to get anyone on that team in trouble but uh you know it's a uh, it's an interesting thing to look back on because Good experience. like I said yeah it's a uh what you don't want an organization to be like but <laughs> yeah. um and it's frustrating too, because like, there's a lot of guys in the Niagara area that went and played for Hamilton, because the Hamilton one of the coaches on the Hamilton staff is one of the coaches on the Niagara Spears staff. Oh right. So yeah. Keith, yeah, yeah. So you play for the Cape Lions, right? So yeah. the Spears, their senior varsity head coach has been on the Hamilton Hurricanes staff for years. So for years he's been pulling, basically out of that program. Like it's just a feeder yeah. program. So mm. he's just like, yeah, just come play for the Canes, like whatever. So we had a lot of Niagara talent, but. So the talented kids that were on our team just weren't committed, and then the talented kids that were committed just committed to Hamilton. So yeah, yeah. and Hamilton was really good. Like they they've won the provi- the provincial title, like I think I, I want to say like three out of the last five years. So they're good. Who's yeah, the, but the, the, oh, go ahead. Who's Keith. the worst team in that league? Like right now, when we were playing, all our years are like the team we hated was London. It was always London. Yeah. Was London even in? Was it in the league when you guys were playing? You played for London, yeah, so, didn't you? You said. No, I, so I played against London. My oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. And they won, uh, they won provincials, so they won the province oh, this right, year, yeah. which was um, tough to see. But they uh, – so, like, the team we hated – like, so sorry, just rephrase your question. So, what like – you mean? Yeah, you're yeah. saying, like, rival or the Yeah, biggest rival, team? yeah. No, 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 you're – Okay, so out of Burlington, it was Hamilton. Hamilton. When we were out of Burlington, it was definitely Makes Hamilton. Makes sense. Um, Niagara, it turned into uh, GTA because that was the team we always had a chance to beat because we couldn't we couldn't compete against any other team. It was just brutal. Like, so London did a really good. Oh, job it's the worst there. two team showdown. Yeah, 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 pretty much. It was yeah. like the bowl every year. But um, so the London team, they they play out of Western's field. So yeah, um, they're really tight with the Western coaching staff, and they mm-hmm. they have a really good system. They send guys down and. You know, a lot of those guys actually go study at Western. So it's like they just send guys down if they want to play for London, and they'll send guys up. And it's just like the system where they got it figured kind out. Of stack. Yeah, how do, how do you even yeah. compete with that? Yeah, like, like it's, and they use their plays well, and everything. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. London, they have a good – because I've heard their uh, rep program is pretty good too, right? Their junior Mustang program. Mm. So they, they pull – they have a lot of kids to pull from, and there's a lot of good high schools in that area too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But like, yeah, I would probably say GTA because, like I said, you know, that was a team we could beat. 
and they could beat us. And it was just, it made it like, oh, we're actually playing football. Like, we're not going to get slapped today. Like, this is good. Yeah. But, um, and then also my final two years at Niagara, we we played this team from the state. So quick story here. Sorry if I digress, but uh, no, go so ahead. we played, we played right. this American team from New York. They were called the New York Patriots. And I remember the, the first time our head coach told us, yeah, we're going to scrimmage a team from the States. We're all looking at each other like, why would you do that? Yeah, why would you bring a team just to slap us? Like, we, like, we're all looking at each other and we're like, okay, whatever. Like, what rules are we playing? We're playing our rules, their rules. Anyways, this team comes down, man. And like, yo, like typical – have you guys seen um, Last Chance You? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, literally like – like, okay, not – hold up. Let me rephrase this. Not athletic, not as athletic as last chance you, but like mannerisms. Oh, like mannerisms oh yeah, like yeah. Literally just mimic this team. So they come in and they're, you know, they literally like, they're coming in, like, they walk onto a field with like this, like, boomboxing. They're blasting music. Like, they're They've all already won in their swag. Eyes. Yeah. And we're yeah. like, what the heck? Like, and like, they're big boys. And yeah. Like, and then this one, I remember this one player came on the field, like, with his like two kids and we're like this guy's kids like what are we doing like, what kind of team are we playing right now so anyways this, and then this is a catch right so we're playing them the first year and like it's close and we're like what's going on like these guys aren't very good and because we knew we weren't very good but we were like we thought these guys were gonna slap us they were big but they just i don't know it's just like they just didn't like play well so anyways we won the we won both games we played them in the second year, we ended up it ended in a brawl. We had the game cut short. Like there's literally like oh people swinging helmets at each other. We actually played our second game at Brock. Uh, we played at Brock University, and uh, they came to Brock and whatever. And then yeah, like parents were running on the field. And I was like, what is going on? Because we slapped them the second year. Like we won like forty eight nothing. The first year we won eight nothing. So then they're like, we're not coming back. Like whatever. Like this is a joke. Like apparently we apparently we were the ones trash talking, but. I don't know. I kept my mouth shut. I was just playing, whatever. And then, um, yeah, that that was a that was an experience. So I guess that American team was kind of a rival until they cut cut the ties with us. But then GTA was our in season guys for sure. That's funny. I don't think we've ever played an American team. Like I I wouldn't want to play. Uh, Yeah, like that's a death bed waiting for us. But also, I think there's a lot of opportunity. Like it's just, I think a lot of the state teams are afraid, right? Like, because what happens if you do win? Then it's like... Yeah. Yeah. You never want to... Because you guys will be more fired up to play them. We can't go back. Mm -hmm. Then you lost to a Canadian team. Right. Yeah. They treat it like a religion up there, too. Like, everyone lives and breathes football, right? So it's... It's a different breed up there, like, in America. Like, I remember um, Keith, I think... I don't know. It was someone on our team because I, I used to play football too, like back in like Pee Wee Bantam days. But there was they played a scrimmage in the team in Ohio and they beat them like oh right yeah hundred to something right like just Ohio was, stomped like, us like murder yeah so I think it was Dummy a team, or like London team so mm-hmm. yeah similar story but they had like the Team yeah. Ontario Team Canada stuff and then goes out we think we're all all that and then <laughs> verse one of them and walk away with like lose to 100 points it's brutal no like you, you hit it on the head nathan it's just a religion up there like even at, i remember the manning camps like just the way they approach it like even at such a young age like i went there with like grade 10 and grade 11 like at such a young age these kids are just they just look at the game differently and like they get coached like they 
they get coached a lot and they, they have everything like in terms of, well, I shouldn't say they all have everything, but a lot of them have the resources to like, you know, they, they have a, like, they train twice a day and then they do field work twice a day. And it's just like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, way more that's what it is. Like, 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 I'll be honest with you. Like when I played like, so a couple camps I did in the States and the Manning passing Academy, like I would honestly say like talent wise, we're not much different. It's just the coaching and the culture. Yeah, like yeah. talent wise, I wouldn't say we're much different at all. Yeah, I agree with that. For sure. And it's how you're brought up too. Like if your if your parents are huge into that, like they're gonna push you and it just kinda goes down into like generation of football and that's kinda how it kinda it starts, right? right? Oh hundred percent. And then like obviously the US population's way larger than ours, so yeah. yeah. They have a lot of guys, a lot of good athletes. So mm-hmm. and they have so many like I know it's going off topic here, but like even with like hockey and with football, there's so many leagues in the states yeah. too. Like it's crazy. Yeah, like I remember because uh, at the time I was thinking about uh, going to the states out of high school, and I was prepping for SATs and just looking at all the like the Division three schools they have, Division two, like JUCO, and then mm-hmm. there's like NCAA, FBS, NCAA, FCS, and it's just there's so yeah, much opportunity yeah. to play. It's crazy. So okay, of, I think we're ready to hop into UW now. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. How how intimidating was it going there for even like playing so, behind Trey Ford? Yeah, so um, I wasn't intimidated, but I think I don't think the guys really really knew um, even to this day. But like I hadn't thrown a, like like I said, I played receiver the past three years in the CFL. So I hadn't thrown a ball really since like my first year in the CJ. Like I said, it wasn't scary. It, the, the thing in my head was I haven't thrown a ball with competitive people in three years. Like I played receiver the past three years. So I've been running routes, but I haven't thrown an actual football with like, you know, the moving targets and everything. Yeah, so right. I'm in there and I'm like, you know, what's going to happen or whatever. And I'll be honest with you. And this might surprise some people. The speed, so like I said, I was playing for Hamilton my final year of CJFL, correct? And they're good, right? Yeah, and I went through their whole training camp and a lot of talented players. Like, So the speed of that, in my opinion, was faster than the practice speeds at EW. Hmm. Really? And like I I told, and I've been open about that. Like I haven't once said to anyone the opposite because – so when I I played – at Hamilton, you know, like I said, I was playing receiver, running back position type there, and uh, everything was just so quick. Like, in even like I was like that, I was stressed there than I was at Waterloo. Like yeah. I was in Hamilton, yeah. I was like, because for me, I was like, I need to make myself known here because it's my final year. I want to play, and also I just spent my last three years with Niagara. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, but going to UW, the most nerve wracking part was getting the first pass out of the way because I haven't thrown the ball. So, but after I did that, like. You know, there was no nerves at all. It was it was good. Like it was just slinging the ball, and you know, I, uh, I, you know, majority of my time there, I, I threw against our starting defense. I served as our our scout team quarterback because, like I said, I didn't get to dress, but I got to throw against our first stringers the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of days I, I did really well. A lot of days they had my number, but you know, nothing where I was like overwhelmed or I was like oh, this is way too fast. What it did affirm me was, like, I could have played at that level. Like, it's just one of those things, like, when I went through the year, I was like, man, like, if I had the opportunity four years ago, 
and like with the coaching staff or whatever, like whatever school I, I could have went to, yeah, I could have eased, I could have played at this level. It's not, it's not quicker than the CJFL. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's not like, like I said, with the Hamilton team, a lot of those guys came from university programs and with right. the Hamilton team, because of their like blue collar kind of, kind of style, like a lot of those kids, the reason they're not on university teams is because they're grades. Like it's not because they're talent. So like they're oh, really okay. good players. Like we had a couple guys that, were on UBC's football team the year before that came and played for the Canes this past year. And I was like, hmm. you know, and they're, wow, they're yeah. just physical specimens. So um, to answer your question, it wasn't scary at all. It was, uh, it was, it was fun. It was fun to sling the ball because I always looked at university as, Oh, it's that neck. Like this is going to be way faster. Like this is, this is an opportunity for me to see what I can do. Like, yeah. but when I got into it, I was like, Oh, it's not, it's not bad at all. Like it, this, like, the speed from high school to university, obviously way faster. The speed from CJFL to university, I would argue, at least in my position with Hamilton, it was faster there. And at UW, it was just, you know, not as fast, but it's still obviously a high tempo, high mm-hmm. speed. You're playing at a high level. But big boys too. Again. Yeah. And, and yeah. So yeah, the boys are bigger compared to high school. And, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, to answer your question, I wasn't like freaking out or anything, mm-hmm. but yeah. Another cool experience out of the book. Yeah, what yeah, was, was so what you said a little bit like what was your actual role? Like what yeah, were the things so, you did every day? Okay, so not uh, water boy. What's up? Not water boy. Not water boy. No, no yeah, not <laughs> water boy. So this is interesting. So I, I so I got called in because their second string quarterback tore his ACL in, in camp. Um just like cutting off the ground or something. He tore his ACL. And uh, so I, I get in and they tell me, oh, like we had this first year quarterback. He just quit the team. So I'm like, man, like you guys are just dropping like QBs just leaving and stuff. So yeah. I got on roster with Trey Ford, um, their second string quarterback, Mitchell Baker, who actually I know him from Burlington. He's from Burlington. And then they had this other first year kid uh, from the area. Um, so I came in as the fourth quarterback or whatever. And, uh, anyways, I won't go too deep into like, like what, what they came and said to me, what happened. But at the end of the day, like my rule was I, I practiced, you know, we practiced three times a week during season. We have film pretty much like every day. Um, but you know, I'm there, I literally, we, I get to practice, we do our stretches as a team. Then we separate into like our quarterback running back position groups. We do our quarterback work with our quarterback coach. We end up doing like skelly work with receivers. Then we play like two on twos or one on ones against the DBs. Then we do run game. Um, but everything I did was to service our defense. So while Trey was taking first oh, team okay. reps, first team reps against our scout defense, I'm on the other side of the field playing against our first team defense with our scout offense. So that was basically like I literally like I threw the ball while I practice. It was just with with scout team guys or younger guys right mm-hmm. like because i came in in my final year of education i was like the old one of the oldest guys on the scout team because it was my first year on the team but it was a good experience like you know i was just telling those guys about my cgfl experience and stuff and they they absorbed it really well and they you know it was really nice that the players were really thankful that i got there because you know at, at the time i don't know what they were doing before me because i took a lot of reps man like yeah. i would say i took around like 90 percent of the, the scout team reps and like you're running scout all practice, like because yeah. basically they split the field in half. You got the first team offense against scout D, and then you got your first team defense against scout O. You're basically doing that the whole practice. The you know, practice was like two hours or whatever. 
but that was pretty much my rule just service the defense give them good looks like during our film sessions i'm literally just um soaking in you know what we're trying to do to the team we're playing up next but also i'm i've been i was watching uh like say if we're playing you know western i'm watching chris merchant and i'm watching their offense because we're jotting down notes on you know what plays we're going to try to replicate in practice whatever whatever and i'm seeing you know you know what throws he likes and i'm trying to mimic those in practice to give them as best of a look as possible Mm -hmm. obviously you won't get to that look but it won't get to that level of of real game action but that's pretty much my role there this last year did you oh go ahead nick i'm i was just curious to see like how was the routine in in like uw like you had you said you had three three practices a week like two hours yeah and then you had uh film film every day did you, it was it like team workouts too in there or did they <laughs> okay here we go uh <laughs> so this is where um i was a little so i, I work as a strength coach so i'm like okay like, like and i knew uh, i was like okay what like what are, what are we gonna do for a strength conditioning work right and i'll tell you this and this is what frustrated me this is this gave me a little frustration with uw football and it leaves a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth mm-hmm. but um our strength and conditioning program was made by one of our coaches i won't say who um, and it was the same strength program throughout the whole year. And it was really, you know, poorly written in my opinion. It was stuff like three sets of 10 pretty much on every exercise. Like you do be like a three by 10 dumbbell snatch, three by 10 bench, three by 10 RDL, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And it was like, it was like at the beginning, it was like, yeah, we're going to, you got to record all this stuff and whatever, whatever. You got to upload it to the, our Google doc or whatever. No one followed it. So I went to guys throughout the year, like, yeah, we don't lift. Like some guys did. Like a lot of the guys that are obviously prepping for the mm-hmm. CFL were like, you know, they, they but they had their own strength coaches. Like a lot of the guys go train with, uh, I know a lot of the guys go train with Jesse Collins in Waterloo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a really good strength coach. So they go train with him during the year. Like it, was, it wasn't as, you know, as structured as I thought it was going to be because, you know, me thinking, like, again, I knew the history of UW. They were not good really until – Trey Ford's graduating class came in. Like they were always building. But, like they went what? Like X amount of years of winning a couple of games. Like it's tough to build a program. It's really hard. Yeah. Especially yeah. they're coming off that um that you know performance enhancing drug scandal uh, that one year. But uh-huh. anyways, um yeah, like the basically that's what it was. Like we'd either be sitting in film, like say we we practice Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, there'll be a team walkthrough Saturday morning for the dressed players. So they'll play Saturday. They'll do a walkthrough in the morning in the field house. But um, practice Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then there'll be film after practice every Monday, Wednesday, Friday too. So it's like not only are you practicing for two hours, you got to go get showered or whatever, and then you'd go um, go to film. What was nice too was, you know, uh, again, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, every football player, even in university, pays team fees. You will have a team fee in university. Really? Now, I didn't 100%. Know that. Now, now, let me put a little asterisk here. I don't know if Trey Ford has a team fee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Sure. Like, I, I would, right? So, I don't know, you know, how flexible all that is. But I know, you know, a team fee was emailed to all of us. And everyone had to pay this X amount of dollars to cover. Because every practice, we got food. Like, you didn't have to worry about it. You just go to practice practice go when we get food delivered we'd mm. bring our food to our meeting we'd eat watch film like and that's it was just like that so what the fees covered was the food athletic banquet 
um, facility costs, whatever, whatever. Cause there's always, there's always, you always need money to run a program. Like if they're just giving out scholarship funds or if they're just giving out academic scholarships, like they're going to lose money and they won't be able to keep up with the program. Right. And, uh, so the team fees help, help with that a hundred percent. So, um, yeah, that, that was pretty much my routine, like besides class. And like, even at the time I was still working at NLPT, like basically if I wasn't at practice or in class, I was at the gym, like I was yeah. either coaching practicing or doing schoolwork like that was pretty mm-hmm. much my life during that football year and it was it was insane like i was i'll, I'll be honest like it, it it drained me a lot and i think even the athletes at nlpt could see like oh like i'm not as energetic or whatever because like i was just tired like yeah. just fatigued yeah, yeah. tough to balance too like yeah how was your schoolwork on top of that too like did you find a way to like include everything you could in a day yeah right? so so also so also with university athletes, a lot of them take condensed uh, schedules. So like a lot of them are only taking three courses a term. Okay. Because you have five years of eligibility. So like I know Trey only took three courses. You need to take three. You need to be considered a full-time student. So you take three courses because, well, it's, it's you know, you're doing a lot. Like you're either – you should be training. You should be weight training. You should be watching film. And you should be at practice. And then right. outside of that, you got to do whatever you got to do to keep your body in shape. You got to be eating well you know, study for those three courses, whatever. For me, I had five, you know, I took the full five. So full five part-time job with, you know, hours extended outside the gym through like emailing and stuff, which is, which isn't much, but it just adds up. Oh yeah. That'd be really tough for sure. Yeah. That's... Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was long days. So like at the end of the day though, like you just got to find a time to like get your stuff done. Like for me, like I'm a night person. That's when I just get a lot of stuff done. So I'm up at night, just on my laptop and then whatever. So mm-hmm, it's good. Do you find um, being that third, like, was that pretty thankless? Like when people recognize you? Cause it's like, like, I'm sure it was frustrating at points. Like that's a pretty thankless job. Like, cause you're doing reps just for the defense. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I'll tell you, I, I didn't feel recognized at all, but yeah. a lot of the players did. So the player, from a player's perspective, yes. But the coaches from- didn't necessarily, right? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Not in my opinion. And I'll be honest there. Like I'll be transparent. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they say your th- they say their thank yous, right? But like, yeah. like every player has a uh, mandatory end of season meeting, so it's like they obviously have to say something to you. But like, yeah, like do they ever like pull you aside and like really sit down and be like, yo, like we really appreciate what you did. Like, you know, like not in my case. Like at the end of the year, they did. Like don't get me wrong. Like at the end of the year, they did yeah. do that. But like mm-hmm. during the year, it's like. Man, like that's why I said earlier in this in this podcast here. Um, if I had a chance to go back, I would I would have stuck with the Canes. Although the experience was nice, and to tell people, oh, I was I was on an OUA roster, like that's cool and all, um, and like, but to trade in your last year of ever playing competitive football, like, yeah, it's, it's crappy when you look back and you're like I started on a really good team, and yeah. I was playing, so. Yeah. For sure, that's the only, yeah, must be the only tough thing about it. But and I'm sure good. you were like a really big component too, like because you were saying you you practiced uh, the scout defense, right? So I'm sure like you got them ready, like well, first were, string oh, defense, right? Yeah. So I I play against the first string defense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so the players that actually play in the game. So yeah. So like I I did do I did do a lot like in yeah. retrospect, like I gave them looks like every day. Like I said, I took. Like I said, there was me and another first-year quarterback. And at the beginning, we were splitting reps. Near the end of the year, I was taking, like, almost 100% of the reps. And, mm-hmm. like, um, so, yeah, when you look back at that, 100%. But, 
But like yeah. Mueller said, it's kind of like, you know, maybe if the coaches said some stuff during the year, it would have made me be like, oh, I wish I, you know, I, I made the right decision if, mm-hmm. if yeah. they were to acknowledge that. But, you know. And that's also it, tough it because you put so much work in and like even just a little pat on the back here and there just keeps you going, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And it's like well, again, you're still working out and every like you're still going to the film. Like it's not like you're just yeah. going to practice. Like it's not just fun. You just have to do all the extra stuff. Yeah, now is the thing, right? And it's like it's uh yeah, all that stuff. And although the experience was there, it's one of those things. I think if I like if I didn't play in Hamilton, like say if there was no other league, and I like like I said, it's that whole thing of my last year of competitive football. I didn't play when I had the chance to. Right. I think if I were to like, you know, if people were to ask me like, oh, like, what should I do? Like, you got to really like really think about it because like even at the university level, it's still political. Mm-hmm. Like it is yeah, really sure. political. And like unless you're you're a, a talented, you know, super phenom, once like like a Trey Ford or like, you know, even Chris Merchant and, you know, uh, all these talented guys in new sports, like if you're if you're like not not at that caliber and you know you just gotta you know really sit down and think about it like do you want the chance to never play again or and just ride you know and just do do the things you gotta do at practice or like you know play out your final year somewhere else so yeah i didn't i didn't do a good job of that i'll say that but mm-hmm. you probably That's definitely you a good that. lesson to other people too though yeah right like, yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. probably wish you had that nice new facility too there the one they yeah. just built, yeah, the indoor one. That's so nice. So, uh, yeah, it's not it's not bad. And, and we we what's interesting is because we we got to use it throughout the year, but the thing was like it's tough to practice in there because you have to practice width wise. Mm-hmm. Like you have to throw width wise. You can't go length because you can't get your full offense on the field. But um, um, no, it's it's really good. Like I think uh, you know it would be it would be nice to see a lot of those guys do really well next year. Like I hope I hope they do really well. Um, and like they're getting new facilities and stuff and they're continuing to get really high end recruits and, you know, they just got to, uh, there's just, they got to take care of the little things, like little things like acknowledgement of, of certain of other players and stuff. But when they take care of those little things, like fixing their strength and conditioning and stuff, they'll, they'll be, they should be Yates cup champs. Like don't, don't get me wrong. They're freaking talented. Mm-hmm. Like their roster is stacked and they just got to make it work. They got to do those little things. So yeah. the little things what matters. How long have we been going, Keith? Um, this is going yeah. 17 minutes, and the other one was like 36. So, I don't. Do you want to get into a little bit of like, kind of on the back end of this, get into some NLPT stuff and a little yeah, bit sure. of how how you got into that and what you're doing right now with NLPT? And I see you're doing a lot of virtual workouts, which is awesome. No, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my so my. SNC career, my strength conditioning career stemmed from high school football. So in high school, um, I was going to go play for the Burlington St. Peter's. And uh, at the time I was in grade 10, uh, one of the practices, I partially tore my sartorius, which is this long muscle that goes down your leg. Um, they referred me to this Cairo, who I still see this day if I have any like nagging injuries. He fixed me. He referred me to a sport performance gym in the Burlington area. Um, Went there for from grade 10 to my return year. Uh, learned a lot there, and that's where I kind of developed a passion for coaching and strength and conditioning. So when I went to Brock, not only did I do the whole inaugurator thing, but I interned there because their head sport performance coach is named Steve Lidstone. 
he was at McMaster for the past decade. He ended up moving because of family family reasons. He started this sport performance internship at Brock. So uh, I was part of the inaugural year, which was super cool. I got to work with their varsity wrestling program. And for people that don't know about Brock wrestling, they are the equivalent to the Golden State Warriors in the NBA or the New England Patriots of the NFL. Wow. They dominate. They, they dominate every year. Like, And if you want to relate to like youth sports or like Carlton basketball, but I think on steroids. Like the amount of national Peace. championships they've won, it's unreal. Like I walked in and I was like, I was told like one of my first practices, oh yeah, like this guy, he's on the Olympic trial team. This guy wrestled in the Olympics a couple of years ago. This girl's going to go to the Olympics and I'm sitting there like, cool. So I'm going to tell a bunch of Olympians how to deadlift. I think they know what they're doing. But anyways, uh, yeah. it, that was nerve wracking for sure. Because um, like I said, I was 18, 19 at the time, trying to tell these phenoms of athletes. I've never seen people move so well. Like they, so I sat in one of their wrestling practices and they have their heavyweights doing like backflips in their warmup. I'm like, the heck like, it too. like it's, it's, it's amazing to me it's the best like like i've been around a lot of good athletes but those are the best group of athletes i've been around and, and like it all stems from the culture that that's set by their head coach who, his name is marty calder if anyone uh, wants to look this guy up but he, he he's a very high level wrestler really good coach has established an amazing culture at brock but anyways i interned there uh really great opportunity like i gotta run a uh I got to run a wrestling training camp in the, in the Dominican for that team. They oh, got awesome. an opportunity to go there. Yeah. With the team. And we literally, we were there for a week. Uh, I got to run all their S and C stuff. Anyways, when I transferred to Waterloo, Steve Whitstone, the head uh, sport performance coach at Brock, he got me in contact with Andrew Hoff. Um, so I drove up to, in the summer leading up to my first year at Waterloo, I drove up to Waterloo, met Andrew Hoff. I interned at Waterloo, worked with, uh, majority of their athletes basketball football volleyball name it um all of them and then he hired me a couple months into nlpt um that's where i met you know matt mueller uh <laughs> the guy the myth the myth the miracle there um so yeah and then i i kind of was under i was under zach Schomp, eric hagman andrew hoff um they kind of developed me as a coach which was i'm super thankful for all three of those guys and uh you know, right now my, my role is I, I'm the team and athlete training coordinator as my official title. So basically I'm in control of all of athletic development in terms of athletes. So whether you're in our team training programs or athlete programs, I oversee your programming. And, uh, you know, I, like right now with all this pandemic stuff that's going on, we're running live virtual training sessions and just making sure everyone is still getting the resources they need. Because I think at this time, that's where that's where people need the most help is just making sure you know, they know they got someone to lean on. Yeah. And I think that's just, that's huge now. And uh, as long as, as long as the LPT is doing that, I think we're doing a good job. And Exactly. So, yeah, like I, I saw that on Instagram and I was, I was really amazed. Like that's, I don't, you don't see a lot of other people doing that. Like they'll post workouts, but you're actually doing like one-on-one -on -one or like live videos with people, which is awesome. Yeah, man. It's, it's wicked. It's wicked when like everyone's like buying in too, which is yeah. really good. Like yeah. it's, huge like having guys buy in like like even like this morning i coached the high performance program and matt Mueller was in it like those like seeing those guys move and, and buying into the, the stuff we're doing is, is huge for us and mm -hmm. you know it'll pay off for them at the end 100 percent. so mm -hmm. well that's awesome 
and the zoom the zoom taking over like it makes it so much easier mm -hmm. like i found too like the first two weeks you're just working out by yourself and right. in quarantine yeah. and stuff it really gets at you like i i struggled with like a couple of days just like why like you're not training for late spring for hockey now you're training for august and you're like mm -hmm. if that like who knows you're hoping yeah. you're training for august like that's pretty tough but when you're in the zoom like you're like i can't not show up like it <laughs> makes you do it yeah. like it makes you wake it's up you're like i'm not letting all these other guys who are also dedicated like i can't not show up when they are going to show up you know what i mean you don't want to get behind 100 it it's so that, much that easier. accountability piece right yeah like, for sure for example, you accountable and, and like you know, and you'll have you'll have other athletes chirp each other and be like, "Hey, where were you today?" And that's where you're like, "Oh, <laughs> damn it! Like, I gotta, I gotta yeah. go to this next one." And it's also good, like even from a coaching perspective, to hear hear you guys, make sure you guys are all good. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, if you were to isolate yourself and lift by yourself for two weeks and not hear any voices, it's like, yeah, man, it's like, tough. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's my oh, that's my rule. We got like one or two more questions. No problem. Got, I wrote this down. This isn't just. This is pretty structured, but what's the number one thing you hate that athletes do? The number one thing I hate that athletes do. Or like, kind of like, oh, they mess up. They do. Yeah, or like, oh, I don't know. Or don't do right. You definitely have stuff. You just can't pick which one. <laughs> so, okay, like, yeah. answer, like, the one thing I hate, like, that athletes do is when they, when they tell me they're going to do something, they don't do it. Mm -hmm. Like if I have an athlete that comes up to me and they're like, and they, they approach me and they're like, I need help with say nutrition and I give them some guidelines or whatever. I'm like, I need you to do this. Then if you really want help, like do you have to follow these steps? Like, yeah. like usually the first step for me is write down the food you're eating. Like just keep a little diary for the next three days and send it to me. And when they don't do that, I'm like, why? Yeah. Well, like, yeah. It's not that hard. You got to like, follow that, through. So yeah. yeah, that, that, that makes me angry a lot because it's like, you reach out and like I'm trying to help, and then and then like I know I'm gonna get the same question from you like a couple months down the road, mm -hmm. and it's just gonna be like okay, like what are we gonna do different this time? But I don't hate a lot of things like oh I, okay pet peeve here we go <laughs> pet peeve is when athletes because they played at a at a decently high level think they're strength coaches or think they know everything about training and conditioning. And this yeah. this goes on. At, like outside athletes like i have a lot of my buddies who are now all of a sudden fitness coaches and i'm like what like that that's not how it works i'm sure you guys have it too like especially like you know like it's not and it goes both ways males and females like all of a sudden you're seeing all this like you know booty builder work you know like what like no like stop <laughs> yeah. put that away like it just that that frustrates me because it's like man like i've been in the industry training and coaching since grade 10 mm -hmm. and like i've been lucky to be around really high level guys and I'm like, then seeing all this stuff, like, especially with this online thing, everyone's an online coach now. Everyone knows something about fitness. It's, it's, it's a tough, it's, it's, it's annoying. That would be like, I gotta keep yeah, It's frustrating hundred percent. But I, yeah, I hope that answered your question. That was a good one. I did answer that Can question. I say another one? Good. I'll get, I'll get another one. Yeah, go what's ahead. The, what's the most important message you want athletes to hear right now during quarantine? Or like one of them or one or two. Yeah. Um, it's a good question. For athletes, uh, you know, just honestly, just take care of yourself to the best of your ability and, and try to gain a new new skill that you didn't have going in, like going out of this quarantine. Mm -hmm. So whatever that skill might be, like it could be as simple as cooking. Like I know a lot of athletes still don't know how to cook. Like this is the best time to do it. Whoever's taking care of you, ask them. 
teach me how to cook this meal and cook it. And I think like, you, like, it's a good point. Yeah. And like, a, I know something like I've observed with myself that I gotta, I, I had to stop like right away, but since you have so much time, I feel like well, me and I'm sure a lot of other people are bored eating a lot, which they got to keep control of if they want right. to like maintain. A good, oh yeah. I feel like, yeah. Like, yeah. Body and. I don't know. That's something yeah. I feel like a lot of people are going to struggle with or they have been struggling with. Yeah, 100%. And then, like, adding on to that, like, just, like, do something to help yourself out because if you think, like, oh, like, I'm in a pandemic, I can't do anything, when this is all over, you're going to be so behind and it's mm-hmm. going to be, like, it's yeah. going to be tough. And and a lot of these people that say, like, they listen to this and they're like, oh, it won't be that tough. Like, it's going to hit you. And, like, good luck. That's, like, you're just going to have – you dug yourself a hole and you got to climb yeah. out of it and it's just tough for you. So mm-hmm. just – and, like, you know, find someone to help you out. Like, it's not that hard to message someone. Like, I need help on this and, and just just reach out. That's all I would say mm-hmm. for athletes. Yeah. That's perfect. I'm sure if anyone had any questions, they could contact you as well. Yeah, 100%. 100%. On through Instagram for sure. Yeah. Then thanks for coming on, John. You're you're coming on again. We could go along. Yeah. Oh yeah. I actually, I actually love to come back on if you guys want to talk about it's anything else fun. or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good. This, went, this went pretty long. I think we got to cut it at some point. <laughs> yeah. We can't post a two. We can't post a two-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but thanks, John, for sure. It was fun. Yeah, thank you so All much. Right, no problem. Hey, uh, you guys stay. You guys stay safe out there. Okay. Yeah. yeah thank yeah, you. You too. too. Thank you. All right, cheers. Cheers. Success. That was good. That was a great interview.